Good morning, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Real World Talks. This is Lourdes, Nat, and Kathy. Say good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. We're hanging in there. <laughs> week five. <laughs> this is week five of working from home. You guys holding up okay? Yes. Yeah. We can say that. Okay, well, that's good. Well, um, this episode today is very special because we have one of our own career development colleagues with us by the name of Sarah Hadid. And our podcast today is going to be a little bit um, touching upon networking and how to network, what to do before you go network, how to follow up. But before we dive into that, we wanted to go ahead and just talk with Sarah a little bit about her role with our office and what she does, because it is a very important role. So Sarah, how are you this morning? Good morning, ladies. I am good. How's everybody doing? Great. Great. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Sarah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you come from and your background. Well, I'm born and raised in the lovely Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. I came to the FIU originally as a business major, and then I fell in love with the wonderful people working in the hospitality management school. So I did my bachelor's and my master's in hospitality management. I am a proud chaplain, proud chaplain panther, as they say. Uh, So working in Trinidad, I have had experiences working in food and beverage, retail, hotels, front office administration. And within the last year, I've actually started tutoring young kids in China um, as a English as a second language tutor. And I have also recently joined the chaplain school about 10 months ago, I'd say, as their data analyst. So my fun job is dealing with numbers constantly. So I deal with employment tracking, making sure students are using our services, tracking some monetary expenses, uh, reporting different projects and making sure that things are good if we ever need to make any decisions of how to go on with our services. Um, I do get the opportunity to meet with students. One of my favorite jobs when I was in the Chaplin School was a teacher's assistant for career services, working with the wonderful Kathy Martin. (coughs) I was going to (laughs) say. So when I returned to the States and I went to meet with the wonderful ladies to see what jobs I should get, where should I start applying? They said, we have an opening in our office. Would you like to apply? So I jumped at the fact and here I am today that I get to meet with some students sometimes and and help them with their resumes and continue helping them with anything that they may need. So I get, I get a nice mix of both meeting with students and working with numbers. So yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. of course. So what would you say is your favorite part about um, your role now? Like what, what do you love most? What are you passionate about? I love that it's a mix of everything. So one day I get to meet with students and help them out because there is something, there's something in your soul that you love helping out others. So there's just a lot of satisfaction there. And the next day, if I get to do a report and 
it's helping us make a decision for the future of the department. That's actually very rewarding as well. So I love the fact that I get to do both. So I kind of have the best of both worlds in a sense. So what challenges have you faced during um, your time here in your new role as a data analyst? Learning our new learning new systems definitely because you're learning how to use the financial systems, the Panthersoft systems. You have to liaise with other departments and other people that have done this for many years. I work with our director of budgeting. I do work with our associate director of advising to help me out with data analytics. So it's been been a learning curve because I am learning a few different things but I'm I'm enjoying it I should say. <laughs> Sarah what do you think has been maybe some things that you would say that have helped you because you said there was a learning curve and I think a lot of times our listeners especially our students um, can relate to this especially when you're going into a new role so can you provide a little bit of like some things that have worked for you to help you kind of go through this learning curve um, that you faced? I definitely say patience. If you don't get something right away, it's not the end of the world. Keep trying, keep working hard on it. And it's okay to reach out to someone to say, Hey, can you help me out with this? Can you sit with me for a five, 10 minutes, just to sort of walk me through how it goes and how you, how you use the system. Um, FIU, we are really lucky that we do have a few, professional development courses. So I used a lot of that and I used, and Google was my friend. So if I didn't <laughs> remember how to use something on Excel, I would be like, okay, how do I look up this function again? So patience was a big thing and just being willing and able to reach out to people and ask for help. Awesome. awesome. That's great advice. So Sarah, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead, Lou. I was just curious. So um, I think it's important for our listeners to not only know you on a kind of professional level, but more so on a personal level. So can you kind of let them know some of the things that you like to do for fun? You know, what music do you like to listen to? What's your favorite movie? I, I, well, hmm. This is a hard question. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love a good Netflix binge. So if I have something to watch, I'm watching it every day. Um, if I have something to watch, it's like, oh, I get, I look forward to it. I love a sitcom. Um, I do love a good superhero movie. I, <laughs> I love, I, I exercise pretty regularly. So I try to be as active as possible. I love cooking. And I do come from a big family. So I do love meeting, hanging out with my family. I like hanging out with my friends. So yeah. So Sarah, what I was gonna ask, and I don't know, and our listeners may not know, is that a lot of times when we are um, trying to get information for our office and to really better service our students, you are one of those magical individuals that send out those lovely surveys that we all love to fill out. Yay. You can see because <laughs> I hate when I see surveys. However, um, 
they are really beneficial. And I know sometimes they can be a little tedious or time consuming, especially when we have a lot of things to do. But could you tell our listeners um, kind of why your role specifically, you create these surveys, push them out to our students and kind of what is the benefit for both sides, for them and for our school as well too? So yes, uh, disclaimer out there students, please, if you see an email from me, please do the surveys. Uh, <laughs> so this, the surveys are really helpful in terms of making sure that we are hitting the nail on the head to make sure that our services are being used and you know that we are there for you. Because when you leave the school, yes, we offer all our services to alumni, but we want to make sure that you guys are doing well after graduation that you're achieving your goals and if we realize that okay this this is great our students are doing extremely well that helps us that help makes us realize that that's our key performance indicator that we make sure that we make sure that you guys are using all our services and it benefits us that's if we don't have students and we don't have we don't know how they're working. That's not a test that we don't know how we are doing as a team. So mm -hmm. please do those surveys if you see them. <laughs> they're not they're not long, I promise. They only look long. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. We really appreciate you taking the time and you know you're part of the team and you know, we, we love you and we love the work that you're doing. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. The career development team is, is, is a family. <laughs> yeah, so I think now it's time to kind of dive in on one of the topics that actually one of our listeners recommended for us to speak upon this week, which is the topic of networking. So, um, Kat, I don't know if you want to kind of start and dive right into how to network using LinkedIn. Sure. So I know that we get a lot of questions, I think overall from students, from alum, even from friends and colleagues about this whole thing of using LinkedIn and um, why is it so important to use LinkedIn and this whole thing of the purpose of it, which really LinkedIn, I consider it almost like this professional networking platform. It's almost like my professional Facebook for those who still like, oh my God, Facebook. But um, it is important really um, truly to take advantage of networking, um, especially in the times that we're in right now, um, being that we may not be or we're not supposed to be really kind of going out and doing this whole social distancing. So it doesn't mean that we have to stop really continuing to um, work professionally on developing ourselves, um, on building these great relationships. So I just have a couple of quick tips on really how to kind of use LinkedIn as a tool to network, which is almost really the purpose of it. Um, number one that we kind of always encourage everyone to do is to make your profile stand out, but stand out professionally. I tell my students that when I look at their profile, if I don't know them, just from the overview, um, your professional picture, your background, you don't have to have that boring blue black brown, which disclaimer, I do. I got to work on that. Um, <laughs> you really can tailor it that when someone takes a peek at it, it jumps out to them. Who are you? What are you into? What are your passions? Um, so number one, make sure that profile stands out. Make sure that it is filled out. There's nothing worse than seeing gaps in there. So you come onto someone's profile, they don't have a profile picture. It's like, yeah. 
they don't have a summary. It's like, eh, okay, so what am I getting? What is this feeling that this person is telling me? Are they really invested? Are they really wanting to network with someone, someone professional out there who, who knows what that opportunity of that networking can lead them to? Um, so making sure you have that professional picture. Um, I've had students tell me right now, Kathy, what can I do? I'm home. I don't have anyone give me a professional headshot. And I go, well, let's be a little creative. Some of you guys have maybe a nice background in the backyard. You can do something right now that does not mean a selfie. Um, but at the same time, just remember this is a representation of yourself. Um, using keywords in your headliners, in your summary, in your experiences. Remember that a lot of these headhunters, aka recruiters, um, they may use a type of um, software within LinkedIn that if they're looking for certain keywords for roles, they can type that in and it starts pulling it through your profiles. Um, obviously, connecting with others. Making connections through LinkedIn is a core fundamental. If you're not connecting with others, sometimes I tell people then it's kind of like it's sitting there almost flat. So there's always this thing about what's the magic number? What should I have? 20, 30? And I said, think about it. If you go into someone's profile and you only see maybe 10 connections, what does that mean? Does it mean that the person's really actively using LinkedIn? So there's been this whole thing that 500 plus connections on LinkedIn appears to make you seem like you're established in the industry. Um, so I would say that really push for that first 100. If you haven't hit 100 yet, make that that goal within these next couple of weeks. Let me hit 100. If you had 100, say, well, can I challenge myself and do another 150 to 200? Um, and really and truly when you're connecting, make sure that you're connecting um, with those that you could see yourself and wanting to be in their role one day, right? Or maybe work in their line or in their department. Um, they could probably provide you with some valuable insight towards your career aspirations. Um, and also remember that making these connections is not a popularity um, or a competition. It's really kind of just thinking about how would I value or vice versa for me connecting with this individual. Now, the next thing is how do we connect? So um, obviously you don't want to stalk these people, um, but you want to kind of send a little personalized note um, when you're trying to make these connections. Introduce yourself, explain why you wish to connect. But my one biggest rule is don't try to make that connection just for a job purpose. Remember, it's about the networking, the gaining of that insight, um, possible mentorship that then can lead to things like career opportunities, unless that you see that the person is a recruiter or saying, hey, I do have a job opportunity. Um, be engaged in LinkedIn. Um, just don't just have a profile that you're not really using. Um, so comment on others' posts. Um, also post yourself, post interesting and educational content share a great article. I see that right now on LinkedIn, everyone's really sharing these encouraging and great articles on kind of like what's going on, especially in the hospitality industry. And last but not least, join LinkedIn groups. I consider LinkedIn groups to be like almost like a small individual communities. Um, and you should try to join LinkedIn groups that are related to your industry. So for us, maybe more hospitality or your areas of interest. And once you join those groups, participate. Um, sometimes they have these really good, juicy discussions about what's going on. And actually through those LinkedIn groups, which you kind of now join this community, you'll find out about webinars, conferences, um, sometimes even career opportunities, and also trendy things that are going on within your specific area of interest. So those are a couple of a little bit of my tips about how to really successfully network using your LinkedIn profile. Mm, those are some wow. great tips. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to go reboot my LinkedIn now. 
<laughs> I'll be checking. No. <laughs> so the next thing I will talk about is how to prepare for a networking event. Um, I'll give you like four tips on how to prepare. So my first tip is just to relax. A lot of times students or people in general on, are uncomfortable um, with the pressure of pushing their message or even introducing themselves. Um, my tip is just to focus on building that relationship and not just that contact. Pretend like you're talking to a coworker, not necessarily a friend because sometimes you get a little too comfortable. You might say, you know, maybe like a curse word or two or just um, be a little bit unprofessional. So pretend like you're talking to a coworker or even a supervisor. Just focus on building that relationship um, and just don't focus on that person being just the contact. Um, the next tip I can give is to come prepared. If you come prepared in your practice, feeding from my tip number one, you'll feel more relaxed. A lot of times people fumble on their words. So I would like to say have two to three openers that you can use in like on, on a variety of people. Like an example I have is, what did you find particularly interesting about this presentation? Or what drew you here today? Um, my next tip is to create an agenda and to do your research. A lot of times people dread small talk because they don't know what to talk about or they can't figure out what to talk about. Um, you can narrow like, your conversation by making like two lists, option lists. Your first list can be like the get list. Um, a lot of times these conferences have a list of their speakers, so you can do your research on those people and make an agenda of who you want to speak to and who you want to meet and what, what more you want to learn about them. Your second list you can make is the give list. Um, have a list of like, your area of expertise, interesting information about yourself that you would like to share with those people. And my last tip is to have business cards. Uh, a lot of times that can put you, you know, separate yourself from others. Um, a lot of times, maybe the speakers might speak to a lot of students, and if you have your business card, you can always reiterate who you are, and they can always have that business card in their hand if they're thinking about maybe like a job or internship. Oh, I met this wonderful student. Let me just have, I have this person's um, business card. Um, you can also, a tip for like your business card, you can make them on your own, and also Vistaprint have like specials as well. And those are my tips on how to prepare for a networking event. I love Peace. it. I love it. <laughs> and I appreciate the fact that you mentioned business cards because I think that's so important and a lot of students don't know even where to begin or what to do. So I appreciate you mentioning that, Nat. Of course, of course. So once you're prepared and you're ready to go after taking Nat's tips, it's important to go out there and start networking. Uh, one tip once you actually step into an event, I would say first approach an individual or if you feel more comfortable, a small group. Standing alone is not going to help you make connections at all or getting referrals. I know it may be a little intimidating at first, but you just got to push yourself to at least approach one person or even a small group. The strategy you can use to kind of join one of these groups is actually really simple. Um, you just got to go and do it. You got to find a group you want to join. 
I would say a group of about four or fewer people is a good size to join to kind of get yourself started if you're a little nervous or intimidated. And then you just got to go out there and introduce yourself and present your elevator pitch. It's really important to be genuine and engage in conversation. And once you're kind of in that conversation, put on your listening ears. Good networking is mostly, I would say, listening. Listening is key and asking good questions. Great questions are the ones that keep people talking. So instead of kind of asking what someone does for a living, ask them more so what they're passionate about or what they love spending time doing. These sort of questions give people an opportunity to talk about what they enjoy rather than kind of putting them in a box into only speaking about what they want to do or what they're doing for work. Um, I would also say it's important to be ready with relevant follow-up questions just to show that you have an interest and are actually listening, which is super important. Um, during the conversations that you have at these events, always, I would say this is key, make sure that you get the contact details for the people you're interested, interested in making like a more in-depth connection with. Like Nat said, it's important to have your business cards on you, absolutely, but you can't rely on other people to reconnect with you after the event. That's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. I would say it's so important. Make sure that you take down that person's contact information. Actually, um, I saw a student create a business card, which was very, uh, it was very nice. What the student did was they put their contact information on one side of the business card and on the opposite side of the card, they actually had lines and these lines are there for a reason. So let's say a person doesn't have a business card to give back to you with their information. The student said, not a problem. Can you share your details with me? And they have a pen readily available and they can write on the back of their business card that person's contact information. So I thought that was really cool and a cool way of keeping um, in touch with those people that you met at the event. So those are, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those are just some of my tips while you're actually... Um, in the process. And that applies to both in person. And right now being that we're kind of in this new normal, that also applies to kind of virtual networking as well. If you're like in a virtual um, event connecting with people. So it's amazing. Yeah, that has worked a lot for Lourdes and I when we've gone to a lot of events at car. She's like my networking buddy. So we'll come <laughs> in and I think like this weird scoping of the room. We're like, do we know anyone? And she'll be like, all right, Kat, let's just grab our coffee and join in this tape. And it's like, you know, if it's like a little high top table or something like that. But it's funny that she was seeing that because it's really is important. And Lourdes can, can tell us how many times we've gone to events. And it's so true. A lot of people don't have business cards or it has happened to us, even including myself, we run out, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really clever um, of that student who created the backside of the business card so that it can allow, you know, the other individual that they want to kind of continue to network and build this, you know, uh, professional uh, relationship with um, to write their information on there because you will not be surprised, even in career fairs, Lourdes and I and Natalie and so if Sarah have heard where students are like, oh, I went to the employer and they said they didn't have business cards and we're like, it doesn't matter, get their information. Um, so that's a really good tip. Thank you, Lourdes. Thanks. Of course. Actually, to follow up on what Lourdes said, actually, I want to share a little quick joke. I have seen Lourdes and Kathy in action at <laughs> alum networking receptions, <laughs> and they do stand and scope out the scene before everything happens. <laughs> 
like we're on the prowl. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. We target who we want to connect with. Yep. <laughs> and then they sneak out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, Lord, I want to kind of add a point to what Lord has said. You got the business card. You got the information. You've made an impression. Now it's the time to make sure that you are relevant in their minds. Send a follow-up or a thank you email. Uh, another great thing is connect with them on LinkedIn. Like Kat said, if you see that you guys have similar passions and similar roles and that person is where you want to be in the future, you can send your email and say, thank you so much for meeting with me. It was a pleasure. Um, you are really someone that I admire in the industry. Um, I would love to keep in contact with you um, and hear about your life and how your job is going and your role is going. Um, if you do a little more research and see that there is an open position at their company, you can also add, um, I see there is an open position in this department. Here is my resume. I don't think maybe you think that I might be a good fit for it. I would love to hear your feedback. Um, be open, be kind, be specific, do your research on them, the company, um, keep in contact with them via LinkedIn. If you see that their work anniversary is coming up, say congratulations on making it 10 years as a director. Um, you see that they're posting something interesting, like an article, or you found something was fascinating, comment on it, engage in a little conversation but don't be afraid to reach out to them after. You made an impression, you got their business card, keep in contact with them. And maybe one day there's an opening and they'll say, hey, this is open, it's in your line of work, it's in your passions, would you like to come in for an interview? You never know what can happen after you follow up and you make your impression and you keep in contact. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's so important and just to touch upon, I know you mentioned it's important to touch base with these individuals on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And I actually was hosting a workshop yesterday where I was talking a little bit about informational interviews and how to reach out to these individuals through LinkedIn to build a connection. Because as Sarah said, you never know what can happen in the future just by a simple, you know, thank you for meeting you email. So I think that's really important. I'm glad that you touched upon that, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> And I think too that it's, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to add one more point. Um, I think a lot of times the, also the importance is to, when you're doing that follow-up, just to keep a little timeline, you know, think about it. The longer you wait, the more, maybe sometimes we get so busy, people may not remember, mm -hmm. you know, connecting with you. So I always have it like 24, 72 hour rule um, with follow-ups. And I think it's, you know, it, it's okay. People are like, is it weird to do it the same day or night? I'm like, no, not at all. I mean, you're fresh in that person's you know, brain versus them connecting and meeting with you. Um, so just keeping that timeline in mind and, you know, not kind of prolonging it a week, two weeks later, because think about it, then people get really busy and may forget about you. So I think that instant connection is really important to continue that conversation and then that networking. It's also good to add, I enjoyed meeting you at the so-and-so conference or this event. You could stay at the event as well, but don't wait the week. Wait, do your few hours, do the 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good point. Yeah, don't wait too long for sure. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, I think 
this concludes kind of our little networking talk and tips. So we hope that the listeners uh, gained some insight and learned a lot from our talk. Um, but now we're going to go into our next segment, which is Real World Talks Trivia. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, Nat, um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and go over what the topic for this week is going to be. Okay, so the topic today, since our lovely guest loves action movies and Marvel movies, our topic is Marvel trivia. Yes! Mm. (laughs) Be prepared, Sarah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I... Yes, you you have kids, I mean... (laughs) No, not for me. For <laughs> Natalie's questions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Might need a PhD to do Natalie's quiz. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry. I'm going to go easy on you guys. So just like a refresher of how the trivia goes, each, I will ask each person two questions. And they will have 10 seconds to answer that question. And winner takes <laughs> off. <laughs> So you're asking each one of us two questions. So it's not like who answers first or anything like that, right? No. Okay. But if there is a tie, to break the tie, I will ask a bonus question and whoever answers first correctly wins. You should just give it to me now. (laughs) Are you ready, Sarah? Oh, yeah. Okay, question number one. Oh, I'm sorry. Who constructed... Captain's America shield. Oh, that would be Iron Man's dad, Howard Stark. Correct. Okay. Nice. Oh, I'm Uh, scared now. I'm I'm so glad I didn't get that question. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Okay. So who is the director of shield? S H I E L D and the developer of the Avengers Initiative. Nick Fury. Ah, correct. It didn't even take you 10 seconds. Okay. It's a a great contender here. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I I know. Can I have, like, a simple question? Like, what is the color of, like, Black Panthers? Like, I don't know. Just give me a uniform. Like, you want to phone a friend? (laughs) I'm scared. you can can if you need to, Kathy, you're next since you were our winner. Um, last trivia. Um, okay. Speaking of last trivia, I'll just I like to do like a quick shout out to Dean Chang. Um, I asked him a question on egg tarts, and he was adamant the correct answer was China, and it was. <laughs> so he had the point, you guys. <laughs> when he mm-hmm. returns, he will he'll definitely defend his title. So. Kathy, your question is match any day, Dean Chang. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Thor's adopted sibling? Who is whose adopted sibling? Thor. (laughs) Oh, wait. It's wait, adopted? You have eight Mm. seconds. He had a brother who was like Mm -hmm. really mean with that black hair. Mm -hmm. Not nice guy. Did he, I think he had a sister too. Kathy? I, <laughs> I just remember his brother. No, I don't well, remember. Okay. Eh, your time has ran out. His name was Loki. 
Okay, I was close though. <laughs> okay, I think I'll ask you a question. Captain's America's shield is made up made up of what substance? Yes. It's like a, I don't know. It's a metal. It's a metal shield. Yes, like, made of what? They mentioned it in the movie. I'm not looking at the mentioning of the metal shield. I just like Captain <laughs> America. Like, I do yeah. too, Kathy. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, my husband's great too. You know, he's the best. Do you want to call a friend? Do you want to call a friend? Uh, yes. Um, you can call me. Lourdes, you know I love you, but I feel like Sarah may know this question. That's okay. Go ahead. Do I just give her the answer, Natalie, or should I just give her a hint? Give her a hint. Give me the answer. What is this? I'm just kidding. Yes, can I have a hint? I, I, I want to make sure it's okay with our host if I give you the answer first. Go ahead. Give me a good hint. Okay. Um, I'll give you like a two-part hit. Okay. Black Panther's suit is made of the same substance. Oh my God. I don't. And it starts with a V. What? <laughs> I pass. You can have it, Sarah. I give you <laughs> I give it to you happily. I'm sorry, my listeners. I can't keep it. Time has ran out. It's vibranium. I would have not, no, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Velcros. <laughs> Did you say Velcros? Yes, it starts with a V. I don't know, that's the only material I could think of, Velcros? His suit might be made of Velcros. Not his shield, though. Okay, okay. Lourdes, it's your turn. Are you ready? I, I think I'm as ready as I'm probably going to be. <laughs> What is the name of Peter Quill's alter ego in Guardians of the Ga Galaxy? Oh, no. Peter Quill. Peter Quill, Guardians of the can Galaxy. I, He's the main character. Get... His alter ego? As well as the name that people all His superhero name. <laughs> oh, his superhero name. Yes. Uh, it wasn't it Star-Lord? I love Guardi Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite Marvel movies. I got some competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your next question is, who does Bruce Banner become in the Avengers in all Marvel movies? Who does he become? What is his, you know, superhero oh. name? Okay, Nat. Thank you. I love you. Okay. <laughs> this is the Hulk, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, really okay, Nat, I, I could have the... got in the Hulk. You asked me the material of... I can't even remember the word right now, Nat. Really? <laughs> I'm feeling a certain kind of way from last week's win. Okay, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Lourdes and Sarah tied. So mm -hmm. let's see here. Okay. This is the question. Whoever answers first is the winner of the game. Okay. Wish I had a buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> oh. uh, this daughter of Thanos is a member of the Guardians of Galaxy. What is this person's name? Nebula? Gamora. Sarah got, got it. She's the winner. Ooh. Yay! 
Wait, and, isn't Nebula also his, his daughter? That's your question. Yes, she is. Yes. <laughs> but she was like yeah. one of the main characters of Guardians of the Galaxy. Would you like another question? No. Okay. <laughs> uh-uh. Give Sarah the trophy. Yes. <laughs> Give it the trophy? Are we going to mail it to me? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys and so much for joining us um, for Real World Talks. This concludes our episode. Again, if you have any topics for conversation for next week, if you want to see any special guests on our podcast, let us know. And if you also have any topics for our Real World Talks trivia, feel free to send it to us. So this concludes our episode. Thank you guys for listening uh, so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.